0: Hey, welcome to the Low-Key Pod. I'm Tim Malloy, one of your three hosts. Host number two, not an order of preference or quality or anything like that. Keith Denny, host number three. Aaron Lanson, good to see you guys. Uh, we're talking today about the Oscars, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But first, I should probably ask, uh, are you mad that this episode is not about Mortal Kombat?
1: Wait a little bit. <laughs> did you Did you finally watch it though, Aaron? Because I know the other day you didn't really talk about it. so we I keep see. so the thing is like I'm still at the
2: same point because my wife wants me to watch it with her, which I'm happy to do like we both were trying to watch it our two kids kept us up forever and someone saying had the movie but I enjoy the first act quite a bit I like what's going on in the second act um so hopefully it continues being good but I no. know people who either love it or hate it
1: no in between yeah there's that is barely any in between. But yeah. I don't want to tell you nothing about it. I mean, if you haven't seen it. And so we'll, we'll get there. We won't get to it on, on the low key pie, which is fine. But uh, <laughs> hey, it's, <laughs> it's, hey, it's better than um Anni- Annihilation. That is a low bar. That's a <laughs> really low bar.
2: That's one of the worst movies like that that was made in the 1990s period. Like it's hard to find a worst movie.
0: I find myself on Reddit sometimes where I'll say, hey, check out this movie. It's good. And then some guy will go like, well, why is it good? It doesn't look good to me. And I'm like, oh, I, I thought that too, but then it turned out to be good. And then he's like, well, tell me why I should see it. And I'm like, I'm not going to try to convince you to see a movie you don't want to see. I don't care. Like, just don't see it. That's, That's fine. a producer. <laughs> but right. at the same time, like, I kind of have no interest whatsoever in Mortal Kombat. And when we were talking about what to cover this week, I was like, I'm probably not going to,
1: I'm probably not going to see Mortal Kombat in time. Should I see Mortal Kombat? I mean, but you're not really a, a gamer or nothing. No, you 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 were never into the games and stuff like that. I would say this. I would say this about Mortal Kombat is um, it's one of two things. It's either you you like the games, so therefore you appreciate it for that, because it was definitely made in a sense for fan with fans in mind to an extent. But also, I think if you like campy films, like campy action films, it might be a good thing to watch. You know.
2: It's wow. very campy.
1: God. It's it's like to me, honestly,
2: like if you're trying to watch uh damn, what's that movie with um uh Bruce Campbell? Oh yeah. Um oh, yeah, you Dead. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that, honestly. Like it, it's a it's a little more self serious, but not that much more. I mean it's like literally <laughs> thing, it's like the ten realms. You know, like, yet, if you win 10 tournaments in a row against a realm, you get to invade it and take over all the
1: inhabitants and rule it forever. Like, okay, like, that's not Bro, bro More comeback is literally, like, the type of story that I would have made at 13 or something. <laughs> For real. <laughs> yeah, it, it's that type of shit. I was going to say also why you brought up Evil Dead. Like, Evil Dead was the movie that once my girlfriend watched it with me and she said she liked it, I was like, dang, I, I think I'm going to keep her. Yeah, like yeah. she I, and she don't like regular like Evil Dead. She really fucking likes Evil Dead for some reason. And the TV just, show is
2: really good. The the, the she liked the, the show, show too. Yeah, the show is good. Ash versus the Evil Dead. Pretty yeah. dope. Oh, now, is it okay. as good as as uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I, mean, I, let's I will get- say. I will <laughs> say. Um, you know, we have already talked about the show before, um, and now you know it's concluded. We have had the finale and all that. Mm-hmm. I walked away liking it. And mm-hmm. then I started talking to my black friends and they had all these complaints. <laughs> you know, I'm really curious to see what you guys thought about it. I think we should definitely get to those complaints, but. Uh, was it what we talked about yesterday? I don't know which thing it is that we talked about. Um, but before we jump into to that whole business, I already said I, I liked where it went. What, what did, Tim, what did you think of it? And, you know, kind of the finale and everything wrapping up. Um, action level, just
0: scene by scene, just like interactions between characters, the way they tied things up. I really, really, really liked it. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was way more satisfying than WandaVision. It was just fun. Really? Was just fun to watch for me. Yeah, I like all those characters. I like Sam Wilson eventually getting his due as Captain America. The thing that bothered me about it as I thought about it more, and this isn't a big complaint, this is like a small, this is like a 95% liked it, 5%. Wish they wouldn't do this again. Mm-hmm. You know how in Black Panther, Killmonger is kind of right, like politically, he's kind of right. Mm-hmm. But they make him the bad guy because he just like randomly kills people for no reason and stuff like that, and he yeah, like helps somebody out on things that just didn't have to happen. I felt like they did that again with the leader of the Flag Smashers, where she is basically right, but then they just stack the deck by making her be a killer, and then they basically adopt. I mean, Sam sort of adapts her views by the end of the thing
2: well i don't know that they ever had different views but they were fighting the same fight a different way or at least that's what sam made the case for in episode four right before um she ends up uh making mincemeat of uh john walker's boy and then he loses his
1: mind yeah but i think i think to tim's point was it when she got to the extreme point of like we we're gonna kill the hostages yeah. Or like innocent, innocent people, <laughs> that's when you're like, "Oh, okay, we can't really root with you no more." You yeah. know, at first we like, "Okay, everything you're doing is pretty valid. You're just getting the people that that got you." But now you're in, you're willing to spill innocent blood. That's a whole different. Well, thing okay, I, but I will say at the very least, if we were comparing Killmonger, Killmonger,
2: I still was like, "Well, I don't know. He kind of right. I wouldn't do it this way." But the thing is, he was an actual soldier. And he was somebody who, you know, like th- that that's what he do. That's his thing. You know, he, he out here choking up the matriarchs and stuff and burning up all the damn uh Black Panther flowers. I mean, that's just what he was about. But Carly was this was like this. The reason it came off really funny to me with Carly is and they did this. This is a choice, it's intentional. Uh, but where she's like, All right, this is before they capture mm-hmm. everybody. All right, y'all, I don't care what happened. And they like, yeah. Yeah, even if we got to lose our lives, we're going to do this. And they were like, uh, mm, hmm. it was like one one world, one, you know, whatever they, they phrase yeah. it was. one, one yeah. man, one, one people, world, one piece, one world, whatever one people, one world. I yeah. Think. And they were like, and she was like, one people, one people. And they were like, one, one world.
1: Yeah, one I one can't hear you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, yeah, they definitely were doing that. Too. I, it, it definitely stuck out. And she, she was not a Fred Hampton, i tell you
2: that. But then she she kind of you know didn't stick with her own convictions near the end, and we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was a great point to bring up to him. I'm glad you mentioned that.
0: They just make the more radical person also the violent person automatically, and that's not necessarily how it is in real life. Right. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't
2: know. Yeah, I don't know. Don't
0: do that again, Marvel.
2: Yeah, it's an easy out. I don't, I don't really need that, especially like when the the person as they're dying whispers, "I'm sorry." <laughs> it's like, all right, well, I don't. What was the point? I'm confused. Uh, and again, she's a young person. Young people do brash, young people things, but it's like, you know, it's not super consistent. I do like what they did with the power broker. Then, and we can get to that. Um, but you know, uh, Keith,
1: what what did you think? um i think pretty much same same thing that that tim had brought up mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but there's also like <laughs> okay so i kind of like wandavision a little bit more if i was comparing the two because i felt like in certain places the story was easier to follow sometimes in wandavision easier okay for me it was you mm-hmm. know after a certain point not in the beginning of it no okay yeah, yeah, confusing okay. as fuck but once you get towards the conclusion you're like oh okay there's certain stuff about, I guess, Winter Soldier, I mean, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where I was like, it's, it, it was so many different, like, plots and, like, villains and, like, little sub-thing plots and stuff going on at once mm-hmm. that um, sometimes I found myself a little lost sometimes.
2: Can, can you, and you just then, give, like, a quick not, example?
1: And not really having time to, like, take in certain stuff that I feel like I should have. Like whether it's um you know Baron Zemo, whether it's the Power Broker, whether it's um the U.S. agent, then we got the Flag Smashers. It just seemed like it's just too much going on for one show, in my opinion. But- I kind of was at
2: least okay the Power Broker thing because it, it, we didn't really need to know that until the end,
1: and it it, it let a lot of let a lot of other well, the things fall in place. Thing, yeah, you're right. It was kind of a small little thing, but it just felt like for a moment there was just too many like little villains and stuff like that or I too just... many different antagonists. Yeah. I mean, and at the true. same time, all of the tag- antagonists were like... I mean, outside of Baron... I mean, well, even Baron Zemo. Yeah, you know I know what I'm you're saying? about to say. Yeah. Like, you can kind of feel why they did what they did you know what I'm saying and there's nothing wrong with that I'm, I'm cool with that but it's just it's it, it's just I too said, many of them can, can I just... take it a step further with <laughs> That's what what I'm you saying, said, I felt
2: like it was just too many of them I I, I my the way <laughs> I saw it um and I, and I agree with, with a lot of that more than just saying you know you can kind of feel where they're coming from I thought for some reason and I didn't get why they made all the villains sympathetic Right, like I didn't understand why I needed to be sympathetic with Zemo, who killed Team Chichaka. Like, to me, like he's the guy you got to partner up with, um, because you, you know, like it, it's a necessary evil. Although, it, it just I don't know. There, there were ways they probably could have done it without using him. But the thing is, I felt like they were so friendly with him, given. The circumstances in the the way, not just Sam and Bucky, but just the way the show chose to frame his actions, even like where he's likely the one who took out the flag smashers at the end. it's like he's just getting so much of his due. And I was actually even surprised and very confused that. So the Wakandans took him away, but then they gave him to. Outside government to, to the put rafter. him in a raft. Like, I was
1: like, I for what? I thought they was taking them to Wakanda. Yeah, that
2: was very confusing. So, so that's why I'm that. saying
1: it's just it's just little stuff like that. And I and I don't I don't mind feeling sympathetic for villains or or not even villains or antagonists, because um, what's the name? John Walker isn't necessarily a villain more than he is an anti-hero.
2: So like, I had this weird thing going on for me where it's like, yeah, so I He 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 ruined the shield. Look, I'm saying when you murder somebody with Captain America's shield, like you you gotta. <laughs> it's it's just weird because like they're they're framing him like a like a you know like a nemesis, I guess, to Captain America, and they're kind of like winking at each other and shit at the end. And He did help, which was great, and I thought that was cool. And actually, you know, the fact that he was fighting for his boy Lamar, you know who they callously took out like that. All right, I get it. But it was like, I don't know, like he still killed somebody with Captain America shield and like he still has that, that reputation out in public, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that felt strange. Like it, it just, it felt very sudden and like he was meant to be redeemed in a way that I felt like was a little too quick, even though I like Lamar. Right. And then I even read how some people were like, well, you know, this is another example of using a, a you know, a decrepit black body or well, not decrepit, but like a, a dead black body to motivate a white character. And I'm like, damn, like I'm not even going that far, guys. Like, calm
1: the hell down. Like, yeah, shit. I don't I don't think that's <laughs> like it's, it's not all that. Yeah, it's, I don't think that's what it was. It's not all
2: that. Um, I, I thought they did a decent job of showing they had a genuine friendship Um, and that, you know, in a lot of ways, Lamar's would kept him grounded. And the fact that he said you always make the right decisions in the heat of the moment and the fact that he didn't do that is really what took him over the edge. And I thought that really worked. But the redemption was so quick. <laughs> like- but, but is he really redeemed? Yeah, I your mean, it's questionable. He's yeah, rede- well, so really when I say think- redeemed, I mean redeemed in the framing of the show. He's doing things, and the show's doing heroic music. Da, 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 da. You know, like you know, the same he, him and Bucky getting the same music for for doing stuff to stop the flag smashes. Like I'm saying, like that's a creative choice to s- tell us root for this character. Now again, they are saving people together, which is, is admirable, and he's also you know almost saving all those people who were about to fall off their truck, and then you know. The real Captain America comes and does it whatever right like it's all the symbolic stuff there um but you know I, I didn't feel like that was bad I, I thought it was fine that he was present there but there's just like you know like Bucky and and and, and Sam kind of giving him you know the wink wink and patting the back essentially you know is everything finished and they don't talk to each other at the end which I felt a little weird because that's what I'm saying it doesn't feel resolved in any way like, he just helps, they dip, and, and then he just puts on a suit to set up whatever happens. Because I'm next. sure
1: they, maybe because they, I'm sure they're doing another season.
2: Yeah, in, okay. that, well, that maybe not even another
1: season, but he'll show up maybe in the movie. Like in the Captain up. America 4, and they're, they're going to probably, like, expand on that relationship. But, I'm I, like I was saying to my girl, I was like, man, I actually, I don't, don't want to say I just love his character. I think he's a decent character. For the show yeah
2: he's a decent character um, i'm and, conflicted that's
1: all and part of why i think he's decent and I, I couldn't i was trying to think about what was the words for it. it's more it's kind of like <laughs> it kind of make you appreciate steve rogers a lot more
2: mm-hmm. and also
1: it, it it lets you understand why he chose sam oh so, say more there okay meaning that like sam is to me, a more of a representation of America and what what America is modern in modern time and what we strive to be mm-hmm. in the same way that Steve Rogers was that during World War II. So yeah, he okay. he's he was Captain America even for a modern Day, the modern day age, but he never really completely fit in because even when people spoke about Captain America, they still spoke about him and his exploits during World War II. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, everything happens with Avengers Infinity Wars, so on and so forth. So he's like a hero out of time in in, in itself. And I felt like he saw through Sam and his integrity <clears throat> and who he is on the inside, he said, he said, this guy is will be Captain America. It's not the super soldier serum that make you Captain America. It's the integrity and it's the thing to stand up for. What you what what is right, you know? And I think Either, you're one hundred percent right. Yeah, but yeah. but where John, where um Walker, on paper, yeah, he's a he's a soldier. He was a decorated soldier. He wasn't really a bad guy. He just <clears throat> he was more thrown into what he feels like he should be being Captain America and being a hero, and these people like just boosting him up and so on, and 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 so on and so forth. And he really isn't like emotionally prepared to be in that role.
0: And he buys his own hype, and he's willing to blow his own horn. And Sam, right. yeah, uh-huh. never do that. And he's not even like he's not terrible about it. He's not like super egotistical, but he'll just occasionally say stuff mm-hmm. and make you go, "You
2: shouldn't be Captain America." Right. Yeah, just be talking shit and be getting mad at people for saying mean things to him. His feelings get hurt, so now he eh, scowling <laughs> to be like, you can't be doing it when you Captain America. Like, no, nah, that's not what this is. Yeah,
1: you know, like, And it, it was also, I remember there was this meme where they were showing, like, Steve Rogers, like, every and every time he introduced himself to someone, he always said, I'm Steve. I'm Steve. I'm Steve. That's but, true. Like, John Walker, every time he, he introduces himself and... Uh, He's like, I'm Captain America. This is Captain America. I'm Captain America. So, And I don't know.
2: what well, it's, it's weird because I can't remember how Steve started, mm. you know? I feel like he he always, to some degree, had that, that down-to-earth thing. He never, like, had, like, an arrogant um, – Oh, no. He was he the guy who weighed 98 pounds and always got sand kicked in his face
0: and, like, went and applied to six different draft boards, kept trying to get in even when they didn't want him.
2: Like, he's uh-huh. – does, Does the American our, public in, in the MCU know that story? I just don't know off the top of my head. I don't know how they would, honestly. But, like, that's why maybe
0: that, be Captain America, right? Because they, find him, they found him through all these different attempts
1: to get into the Army. I want to say they do because I think in the museum, when they show him, they also show him, like, super skinny. It
0: probably know, comes that.
1: out later. And they bring, they bring up, like, the super... Because I remember seeing somewhere they said something about the super soldier program. So I yeah, think they, that's public knowledge that that was a thing. So so okay, a couple things
2: I, I definitely want to wanna get to. Um one of them is about Isaiah, so let's definitely get to that. But one thing that did bother me, you mentioned, you know, being Captain America is not about the super serum, and I think you know we we can agree there. But uh man, I, I was laughing because I was I was talking to um one of one of these um there's a, a media group called Black Nerve Problems and they you know, yeah, I on Twitch that. and all kind of stuff. They're pretty um, fine. Yeah, they want to come on a podcast, too. We should make that
1: happen. Do that uh, for real? Yeah. I No, know. See, you's holding up. They actually got a nice platform, though.
2: Yeah, they do. They do. Um, uh, but one <clears> the <throat> of the things they brought up was uh, <laughs> how... Yeah, I read that article. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've talked to him about this a few times. Uh, Sam's steady getting his ass kicked. And it's like... Does he need the super serum? And then it's like, okay, you want to say no, but then like, even the, I hadn't even talked to them, and I was just watching the episode. Say so they had already been talking all this mess before the finale. So Sam comes through. He got the suit on. He looking fly. He got all the Wakandan upgrades, you know. So you know, you nerd now. You are trying to power scale him, right? And then some some villain. I don't even remember the dude he was fighting. It was somebody he wanted Sam head? They start fighting, and and Sam. Was, really, it was backtrack, backtrack. Whatever's John's <laughs> name, yeah. But, but, but so he, they they fighting and Sam ain't really getting the upper hand taking them too long, really. <laughs> and then on top of that, he throws the shield. This is what I was like, come on, dog. He throws the shield, and then dude throw up one of them plastic conference chairs, and the, the shield drops. And I'm like, get the fuck. Yeah, okay. How the hell a vibranium shield sit up here and get knocked down by a plastic chair. I'm like, I'm mad now. Bro,
1: he, he fighting.
2: So, so okay, this this is what I mean though. So, like in action movies, one of these most basic rules you gotta do, you gotta give your hero an opportunity to like beat up some fodder. So at least like they look cold like that. So, like, you know, if, if Spider-Man and, and when Spider-Man get beat up, it's a big deal. Cause Spider-Man, when he beat no fodder, like it's it's just easy. He don't even get touched. But then yeah. he be you know, fight Doc Ock and scorpion. Oh shit, they strong. Like, so you're power scaling all the time in your head. They've been making jokes about this, but then I went and thought about it. I said, Is there ever in the history of the MCU a fight that Sam has won? And I don't know if he has. Did he beat Ant Man? No, Ant Man beat him too. Man. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, he's gotten, he won no fights.
0: He was good in the very first episode, it's like the very opening of Falcon and Winter Soldier and that helicopter fight. He was pretty amazing. I
2: mean, yeah. I mean, but we're talking hand-to-hand combat. I, I think.
1: Guess, really. I think. Um. I think that was the thing too is that he's not really the hand-to-hand combat guy, and he might, hopefully he gets better. But he is his aerial stuff is like Al cold. Oh, of
2: course. Right? I mean, like of course. even when
1: he was fighting Carly. It was funny
2: because like when he was like, "I'm not gonna fight you," I'm like, "Yeah, but could you win? Even if you did, I don't know." Uh, the they, <laughs> powers I mean, he's you know he's Daredevil. Yeah, okay.
1: He but, has no hands, though. But, but, but the, got he ain't got no
2: hands. <laughs> the devil got hands. Batman got hands. I mean, like, look, you ain't got to be no superhero to be a oh, black ass. widow. Honestly, that's one of the reasons. I do not go too deep into this. But I, honestly, one of the reasons that Justice League was so silly um, was that Batman went from and Batman be Superman, like firing up people like a, like a badass to like couldn't even fight parademons damn near.
1: Yeah, but they fucking parademons.
2: Yeah, though. but in the in the comics though, you don't fight parademons hand to hand. He be having gadgets. He don't even have no gadgets.
1: <laughs> anyway, I don't want to go too deep. on I'm just saying, like there
2: are examples of like how you you want to set up your characters to look like they're useful, even when you don't have powers. Yeah. And they do Sam has a lot of usefulness, but it's he ain't got no hands. Yeah, I mean. Let's just hope that I want him to have hands of Captain America. Before. I want him like let put it like this: if he in a, in, in a elevator like moment, like in the Winter Soldier movie, I want him to be able to handle himself alone. Yeah, but this I mean, Captain America is like way stronger too. He got a, he got Wakandan technology on his body. I want to see some stuff.
0: If I remember the Handbook of the Marvel Universe right, I think I think Steve Rogers can bench like ten tons. Right, mm-hmm. extremely strong.
1: Oh, no. Like he, no, I mean, no 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 that,
2: that's he, definitely wrong no <laughs> no Cap- this, 10 tons is
1: way I too think, much i think captain america is pretty strong but i think like a part of his strength i know i'm, I'm about to nerd out so that's spider-man by the way almost yeah, Now Spider- <laughs> spider-man but spider-man is just naturally like that strong you see what i'm saying yeah but, but no but think, thor,
2: thor and hulk had can do about 100 tons like i remember that kind of stuff yeah in, but in, what in, i'm
1: trying to say about so so spider-man is way stronger than than Captain America, for example. Right, but he's yeah. not like Thor Hulk strength. Right. <clears throat> but Spider-Man has the body of a gymnast, right? Well, Captain, to me, this this is my this my thought is that okay. Captain America is about as strong as what he makes himself, just like a regular person. He he's sense. peak human, which I think they said about two tons he, he, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so he's peak human strength, but he can't I feel like he part of why he's so strong is because of his training, and his workout regiments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So whereas like there's other heroes that's just like like I said, Spider Man for example, he's just fucking strong. Yeah, he don't work but like, out. So, or if you think of like Superman, I mean, well, I guess he does work. He doing all this flipping off buildings, but I'm saying he's not doing well, like strength training. Man,
2: what, yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> like, he, I mean
1: he ain't he really doing cardio. I mean, he, he's <laughs> he's doing acrobatics and and obstacle courses. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that. I, I, I feel like anybody. That's why I I was so I was so offended for some reason when they had they had made these little um I forget some artists had did like um these comic book covers and they were doing the heroes and they were saying this is like a more realistic body type so they made them like overweight right who Some artists. all all of them okay they they just drew like different like they did Spider-Man, T'Challa they were just doing all these heroes but they made them like overweight and I said this is my thing I understand they do exaggerate body proportions in comics we get that but it also wouldn't make sense for certain heroes to be (laughs) overweight now, Superman, I could see that. I could see a fat Superman. That's cool, but it makes no sense for Spider-Man to be fat. Like, there's no way that though. you, it's no way that you're sitting over there swinging across buildings, throwing your body weight up in the air, and you could do that and be big. Like, it would. Right now, work. you
2: sound like the publicist for the Spider-Verse Peter Parker.
0: Can I, can is- I make a quick apology to all of the listeners? I'm so sorry. This is from the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. Captain America possesses no superhuman powers, but the super soldier serum has heightened his physical forward, the pinnacle of human perfection. Captain America has athletic ability, strength, speed, and endurance superior to any Olympic athlete who has ever competed. Mm-hmm. He's extremely agile for a person of his musculature and is able to execute complex gymnastic stunts with minimal effort. He's able to lift press 800 pounds with great effort.
2: Ah, damn! I'm way I was off. Very Whoops. wrong. Whoopsie I here. was
0: very wrong, and I'm sorry. He can also pretty hey, miles like... an hour. Runs a two minute mile. Good for you, Captain America.
1: Pretty, yeah, he's pretty fast. I mean, he like, but 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 I think part of it is like you say, like it's the training. He's a gymnast and all this other stuff. So, but then for people like like what we say, like Sam Wilson, who's a normal person. I mean, they, I don't know. He should be. I guess he should be a little bit. You know. <laughs> Tougher than than he is, you know, on the on the sh- on the show and in the movies. But I don't know. I ain't never think about it because I always think of him as an aerial fighter more than anything. That's where his advantages come from. I mean, yeah. it's just like I don't think I don't think about if Iron Man could fight. I he doesn't mean, need to. Yeah, he, he don't. I mean, you know,
2: well, when he fight, he he got his gadgets going. You know, he gave Thanos yeah. some work. Yeah. You no, know, so he, I mean he be training, it's just different kind of training. Um but before we go too deep into further into that, uh I did want to ask you guys what you thought of um the Isaiah plot line.
0: Is this where uh, is this where friends had issues?
2: Oh uh, <laughs> well that's another area. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wouldn't even bring it up for that reason. But uh so okay, just speaking on on their issues, um So Isaiah Bradley was um, a successful super soldier. There were others as well. But he was, after the war, uh, captured, tortured, and experimented upon to kind of get the serum to work again, eventually released. And then they deleted all of the, um, the files that showed he existed. The other black men who were experimented on existed. Um, and it's kind of erasing from history and if people were know his existence you know as he put it he expected it to be snuffed out immediately um, so that sort of resentment they didn't feel like would be uh, wilted in any way by the actions of Sam or that he would even appreciate that gesture given that he wanted to keep himself in hiding now that's how they viewed it I saw it a little differently Uh, but what did you guys think of that like does that hold up as a criticism to y'all
0: I mean I can't imagine the position he's in so I wouldn't even I wouldn't even know how to guess what his reaction would be I mean people do forgive after a long amount of time sometimes but he's definitely justified in not forgiving
1: yeah Yeah. I, I also I can see their point but I also can see like the character, I can see Isaiah's mind shifting once he see that he at least got recognition, him and his squad got recognition for the sacrifices that they did, that they endured, you know. Yeah, and I um,
2: thought um, in addition to your point there, um, so, you know, in, in the reality that we have today, it doesn't have super heroes and super senior and people getting tortured. I mean, this kind of stuff has happened. um we've seen people who are uh, members of the military be rejected by that the state itself and and people people were citizens here um and you know a lot of people from that generation who went through that sort of stuff have plenty of resentment that doesn't mean that they do not appreciate acknowledgement for their service that doesn't mean that they don't um want people to be able to acknowledge the valor that they earned um so I can definitely see what some people say well I don't get where, where he's coming from why they write that character that way he wouldn't react that way but he's never had an acknowledgement of his service of the sacrifice he made for the country and the, and the others made and I, and I think that can be impactful I thought it, it made sense and felt right. And I do think that, um, the answer that Sam came to, which is different than what Isaiah wanted, which is like, why would a black man ever want to put that shit on essentially? Um, and, and, you know, wear the stars and stripes, I, I think, you know, it, Sam's answer was, I can't let his sacrifice go in vain, essentially. Like why let him go through all of that and then just, you know, leave it there. You know, the, The way has been paved and, you know, if I feel capable, I should take on that mantle. Um, And to be frank, if people didn't have that attitude, then we wouldn't have the progress, you know, that we have today in general from a societal perspective. If people just always held that resentment in their hearts and they never, you know, push forward despite everything that happened, then future generations would just be screwed. And I think that's something that the show really gets right. I understand why, you know, other people don't feel the same, but I think it's really, it, it really found a way to um, bring out that aspect and speak to that sort of, you know, history and why people push through despite knowing that they'll face massive amounts of discrimination on the way to wherever they want to be in their careers or in, in where they live in or world that, you know, that particular thing means for them or wherever the journey they're taking.
0: This makes me think of, we kind of got into this in the last few weeks, but for police departments to be better, they need to be way more integrated. They need to be way more representative of society at large, but you understand how people who are black or Latino don't want to become cops like for very good reasons, like Mm -hmm. given the long history. So it's like, you probably need a lot of people to make a huge personal sacrifice and take a gigantic personal risk for the situation to get better. And they're gonna get no credit for doing it and are gonna be viewed with suspicion Um,
2: and are also- And some people are gonna hate them for simply doing it.
0: Yeah, people are gonna hate them for doing it. And also people within the force are probably gonna not want them there. So it's like, I, I sort of relate to Sam sort of relates Sam to that situation.
2: Yeah, like, Sam's like I don't know about this. <laughs> like at the beginning. Like
0: I mean, and you get why. Um but like you said, I mean, society's not going to get better unless somebody does that. Why does it fall to Sam to do that? Should it be that way? No. But
2: well first off it's it's not just that it fell to him. So in, in some cases it's like something just kind of happens and you're thrust into the situation. But you know, Steve chose him too. Yeah. It wasn't like now if, if that doesn't happen at the end of um the, the last mall um endgame yeah. movie, then yeah, it, it would it would feel very differently. But he was chosen, chose not to take the mantle, had all these misgivings, learned the history of what happened with Isaiah, saw you know, how um, John Walker was was taking on the mantle what he did. and then John really messed up in a very public way. and not just messed up, but like, you know, did something that just stood completely against what the shields about and how Steve would have done it, period. and how Sam felt like he would have handled it. you know. Um, I, I thought the progression of of how it had how it how the characters progressed made sense. Um, I know for a lot of people, there's some frustration on how that went down, but I thought that part was written well.
0: Yeah, I feel like Marvel has done this thing where with the TV shows, they kind of end up where the movie's left off. Like with WandaVision, Vision is still dead. Sorry, spoilers. Um, or spoil everything. <laughs> 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 and before, Sam is still Captain America, just like you thought but they just sort of take a long way of getting there and do a lot of character development along the way. So like you could technically miss the TV shows and probably just pick up at the next movie and be fine. But you have this like richer understanding of everything and this richer history. If you watch TV shows.
2: Yeah. And and that, that's impressive. That's hard to do now. Of course they didn't pull it off with the Inhumans, but uh, everything else they've done pretty much has had some sort of success. And it is interesting now that they're merging, you know, their TV entities with their, you know movie stuff because you know even agents of shield uh agent carter there were some other tv shows they did that were separate you know to some degree from the actual movie universe and to see them merge and to successfully do it i thought uh what i think is, is you know it, it's a difficult thing to do and it, it's really cool to see how they're going to do that and loki's coming up next so that's gonna be real fun yeah so are, are we doing that tim would you are you interested in loki
0: Oh, yeah. First, I love Loki. One time I worked out at a gym where Tom Hiddleston was working out. <laughs>
2: How long ago was this?
0: Uh, seven or eight years ago, probably. I was staying at the Beverly Hilton covering it for the television, covering the Television Critics Association. And there's like one gym that everybody goes to down in the basement. And Tom Hiddleston came in and did his thing. And he had some great stuff. He had some absolutely great moves. Um, what was he doing? He was doing a lot of leg stuff where he'd like get all the way back on one leg and then jump all the way up to the other leg and then jump all the way back and all the way back. And I was like, like, like
1: jump lunges or something
0: Like jump lunges. Yeah. And they were very impressive. They're really cool. Oh, I didn't want to do it because I have a meniscus tear, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It
2: was, that was cool.
0: Funny. I like, I like Tom Hiddleston. He has like, I think that takes character. I think it takes character to wake up in the morning at a press junket and go downstairs and work out in a hotel gym. It's not very big without like a trainer or whatever. All right. Sorry to mm-hmm. blow up your spot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh, so as as we're closing, uh, thoughts on on the show. Uh, any, anything you want to add, Keith?
1: Oh no, no. It's a great show. Um, looking like like you said, looking forward to Loki.
2: Just get a hey, only notes I really have. I mean, you know, it itty bitty. So I did really love this. The we didn't get to it with the power broker thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, please give Sans some hands. Like, give him some fodder to beat up before he go against people that are, <laughs> at his strength level. Like, I, I just want to see him. Just, just, just give me the the regular highlight reel. I don't give a damn if he shoot beams out of his hands like Goku. Just give him some. Like, damn, like just throw him a bone. Shit, a little bit, please. Um, all right. So, uh, Oscars segment is called Oscar Talk. Oscar Talk. We need some like Oscar music. Uh, <laughs> I mean, all this like um, royalty-free <laughs> music we should be using for stuff like that. Uh, but <laughs> so, yeah, there were there were some interesting things that stood out. I mean, the first thing that the biggest headline, of course, was um, the fact that you know Chalbick Bosman—I never say his name correctly—did um, not receive the best actor um award that went and said to anthony hopkins which you know um the father i have not watched that film you say it's excellent and anthony hopkins is like is never bad in anything so you know that's not super shocking to me in fact i think chadwick's best performance probably was in the five bloods but then that means you got to put him in supporting actor and that probably wasn't going to work and i don't think he was in the movie enough really to even be nominated for that either but um I don't know. I think what did throw people off about that moment was that they did the best actor um, category last. And is, 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 do we know the reason they did that? The
0: speculation is that they expected Chadwick Boseman to win and that it would be this very beautiful close. Um, oh, okay. They told Anthony Hopkins he couldn't zoom in.
2: For whatever oh, okay. reason,
0: I, I understand because they didn't want it to turn into like the Zoom Oscars.
2: Oh, and, and, okay. Yeah. And it's like, can you hear me? Can you hear me?
0: <laughs> yeah. We're all sick of, we're all sick of like Zoom award ceremonies and Zoom everything. Um, and, you know, I get what they were trying for. They just made a huge gamble and it just didn't work out. And it wasn't, it didn't ruin the awards for me. I mean, I know a lot of people complain that it was, I saw a lot of people say it was the woke Oscars, which I really didn't understand because there weren't that many political messages this Oscars. There've been Oscars that were. Way worse. I mean, when Joaquin Phoenix did his like PETA thing, the Joker. Yeah. User, I mean, that was like a, a cartoon version of the Oscars. Um, <laughs> that was like a that was that, like was, that was really weird that year. Yeah,
2: yeah. because uh, everybody that, for some reason people were really I I don't know what it was, but Trump had done something right before that, and people everyone felt compelled to keep speaking up and saying what was on their mind. So then you had like the people who in Hollywood conservative just constantly like you know, like uh, crossing their arms and and like (laughs) putting their, you know, heads up. It's like, okay, white guys are good. All right, y'all can do this after the awards, please.
0: Well, it's also also annoying if you already hold those beliefs and then you're like, okay, we get it. Yeah. Like, I'm (laughs) like, hey, Hollywood, I get it. You're against the death penalty. You think there's some problems with it. Me too. We don't need like eight movies about this every year. Like, you're not going to move the needle. You're not going to persuade anybody. Uh, who wasn't already persuaded through like the beauty of your movie, probably? Yeah, but um, I didn't think this. I don't think these were woke Oscars. Like, I think they were more representative Oscars, and people assume that there's a political message in things that isn't necessarily there, which is interesting. I mean, people think that like Nomadland is this really political movie, and it's certainly not. I mean.
1: Do you think that they? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it was just on my mind. Do you think that they may be calling it the woke Oscars for a different reason? Yeah, no, they're, they're calling it that for
2: the reason Tim said because no, a bunch like, of people. I'm saying won.
1: like, could it be because there are a lot of people of color? Yes. That yeah, that's what I'm saying, saying. Who won? Yeah,
2: that's what he was getting at. Yeah. That's what
1: but I. Now,
0: I
2: don't want to say that.
1: We're
0: not even just
2: of color, but women too. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that Chloe Zhao, for example, won when she's only the second woman to ever won the first minority woman to have won the award, you know.
0: But um, it's this so. weird thing where people think that if it that representation is inherently political because like by being in a Chinese woman, she's making a political statement like by choosing to be born a Chinese woman or something like I don't I don't really get it.
2: Well, one thing in general though that's kind of funny and again like we're talking the Oscars are an American award right you know or American given award it's a Hollywood thing whatever so they make it makes American whatever but the thing is like there aren't many American filmmakers now who get um these awards very often like so I think you know there there are up and coming American um filmmakers particularly directors when i say that is what i'm speaking to but a lot of them aren't like a um, white men, white american men. they i mean it's usually a white man no well what I'm, it's normally a white man but they're not lately we haven't seen a lot of people years. yeah like we haven't seen a lot of new people coming up who are white american men
0: yeah you know yeah. So, i think i think that's true
2: so well, what I mean is like, so I think there's like this general thing happening too. Like you see the movies that are being made, what the movies are about. They don't even like have the same sort of tenor as movies from, that they were nominated for Best Picture, let's say, for example, even like three four years ago. So if you look at the stuff made now, for, or nominated now for Best Picture, it's land, Sound of Metal, make Minari, Promising Young Woman, The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Trial of the Chicago Seven that's so if we're looking at like typically those sort of topics we'd see the from like a white american man it's probably like the father but that's not even like pretty sure the director there isn't um he's french yeah i think yeah, yeah definitely french so um yeah or maybe it, maybe Mink, you could say would fit in that category yeah, sure. sure yeah so but the rest of them not and uh, i don't actually know what sound of metal darius
0: uh i forget his last name
2: uh sound of metal i'm almost certain is not uh, i have to look it up but i mean that on sound of metal is probably the best movie i saw last year that was a really excellent film um and keith and i talked about it i can't remember if you were there for that discussion tim i think you might have been but I, I don't know we all got busy at different points and had to drop in and out but that's I a great up. film yeah um but I, I guess the thing that's interesting is most of these movies if you look at them now their movies, at least like what they're talking about and what they're, you know, they're things that wouldn't normally even be nominated because not enough people would have seen them. or Like there's a bunch of different reasons for that. Uh, oh, yeah. But it feels like what's, and, and if you look at them, a lot of these movies, so let me see, one, two, well, a lot of these are like movies that don't stream service. I think half of these movies are on streaming services.
0: Well, we know why this is, right? I mean, theaters were shut down last year. They're totally shut down. See, right. you don't get a lot of the movies that were supposed to come out.
2: That's what? true. Yeah, a lot of stuff didn't come Dune.
0: out. I mean, Dune probably. I'm not. I've I haven't seen Dune. I don't know anything about it. But based on like Dennis Villeneuve's reputation and like the epic scope of it and stuff, it's not crazy to think that Dune might have gotten a best a best um, picture nomination.
2: Was that like, delayed? Was it going to come out last year and it got delayed to this year?
0: That was going to come out last year. The and Bond it's still movie, coming
2: out on HBO Max, which is interesting too.
0: Yeah, and Dennis Villeneuve's really not happy. Um, it's yeah. possible that the new Bond movie could have gotten an Oscar nomination.
2: Yes. Yeah, Probably totally not. They don't
0: love genre movies, but um, it's possible. I mean, it's the last Daniel Craig Bond movie. I mean, uh, Mad Max. got on Oh, that. yeah. Yeah. So if it was good yeah. enough and it looks like it's going to be pretty. I mean, it looks like it's going to be good. Um, mm. That could have gotten an Oscar nomination. If Tom Hanks's News of the World had gotten a real release, that might have gotten a Best Fisher nomination. Mm, okay. I mean, it came out, but it came out in like such a little way because COVID again. um, I saw it on Apple TV. I think it's like a lot of these big crowd pleaser movies didn't come out because nobody's going to try to release a blockbuster when there's no theaters, like there's no crowds. Why are you going to make a crowd pleaser? So all these little movies got released on Mm -hmm. streaming and got the attention, and that that's why we got these like smaller, more human movies this year. And that's a great point. I think Hollywood doesn't. I wrote about this in our the movie maker rundown a couple of days ago. It ended up in the Drudge Report, and then there were a ton of responses from the Drudge Report. They didn't like, even
2: know
1: that.
0: <laughs> I was like, "These movies are woke. We're sick of the speeches. We're sick of Hollywood. Um, stop shoving your ideals down our throats." And you know, they have a point. There's a lot of movies that are shoving ideals down people's throats, and it's tiresome and it's not good uh, filmmaking. But I don't think that's true of the Best Picture nominees this year. Oh, hell no. The only one that I think has like a political score to settle is Trial of the Chicago 7, um, yeah. which is very much about like, you know, the power of protest and it does have a political statement to make. And okay, movies are allowed to do that. I think it's I think it's actually a really well done movie.
2: Well, okay. I, okay, well, wait a minute. This is being fair. You could 100% say Judas and the Black Messiah falls within that realm too. Although the film isn't even necessarily, it's more about a lot of things around the the protest movement other than the actual politics of it you right
0: right 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 somebody said that that movie is the same movie as Donnie Brasco where mm. <laughs> he goes undercover he sort of starts to believe in the ideology he sort of starts to like the guy he's supposed to bust and he's really torn about what to do that's my favorite type of movie by the way that's like my absolute favorite plot of a movie is somebody goes undercover and then starts to sympathize with the group they're supposed to Undercut.
2: Ooh, that's going to be the next MCU thing, so they don't do anything where you have to kill all the, 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 kill all the civilians. <laughs> that, that's how you do it, baby. Have that Black is, Widow go undercover and then start being changed. That is
0: my favorite setup for a movie. I will watch that movie about anything. And just in the Black Messiah, like, it, it isn't like the movie ends with, and that's why the Black Panthers were right. Like, <laughs> but Even in that movie, Fred Hampton goes and allies himself with poor white Chicagoans who have a Confederate flag, which he really didn't do. So it isn't like, it's a movie that's, you know, you know, it's, it's not whatever, whatever certain people think BLM is about, which they just think it's like, we want to kill white people. Like that's definitely not (laughs) the ideal of BLM or the black Panthers or this movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, but you know, I can see, why that w- would bother people promising young woman. I guess you could say if you really want to stretch it, you could say it's political. That movie is like part horror, part comedy, part like just thriller. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of stuff.
0: Some of the people I argue with are, on Reddit are dudes who say that promising a woman is like anti-male because there's no positive male figure. But first, I think her dad is fine. Uh, but second, there's also a lot of women who've said that the movie is sort of playing fast and loose with sexual assault and shouldn't be using it like for a dramatic um, instigating incident the way that it does and doesn't treat these things with proper respect. I don't agree with that. I
2: don't think that's what that movie is trying to do. Um, it's trying to flip on its head, I would argue, um... The trope that we see oftentimes with men being so flippant about sexuality with women and not giving them, not just simply not giving them respect, but just at, treating them like playthings. Cause this happens in movies all the time. Yeah. Especially with people who are sex workers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like, oh, the, you know, oh, yeah, it's just a woman out there, cool. And then they just kind of keep it going. And it's just like, it's not an important thing to ever bring up again. We treated women like shit and boom, let's just keep it moving. Um, And to flip that on its head the way it does um, is, you know, I think it's it's trying to say something to the audience without like beating them across the head with it, you know? Right. Yeah, I I
0: agree. I think it just like messes with every possible trope to try to just make us think about things differently. And I love that
2: movie. That's one of my two favorite movies from last year. Mm, yeah I mean it's 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 really interesting I I kind of did went in I know what the hell to expect but um and that's good yeah if, if you have not seen Promising Young Woman definitely recommend that that's probably one of the most surprising movies of the year um I would say and I would definitely say if you have not seen Sign of Metal Metal you have Amazon Prime please treat yourself that is a fascinating movie um I really I mean I just that's not an experience that I've had in any film prior to that. And, um, you know, they really crushed it, I thought.
0: Uh, what's your got shirt movie saw last year?
2: Oh, Sound of Metal. I'll keep saying that. That was a great film.
1: Yeah. Um, I think I like Sound of Metal a lot, too. I'm trying to think what else. What? Like, as far as that was nominated for Best Picture? I think it was just something anything, like,
2: you know, regardless of nomination.
1: Man, I can't remember I don't think I saw that many movies this year. I mean, last you know, that year, happens to a lot of people too. I
2: think that's a, that's another thing. Tim, speaking of you know releases and all that, the movies we were ex- excited to see didn't happen. And then sometimes someone get released, you didn't know it came out. You don't even know to look for it. Yeah, um, I definitely had that issue myself. And it's funny because of the fact that of how HBO Max puts puts out stuff. They're like, hey, this is free for this amount of time. Make sure you watch it. And i'm like, like i gotta be there that's how i didn't watch them all come i was like da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, okay cool i just turned on hbo max one day and it was sitting there I'm like i'm watching this there were some weird roll
0: rollouts like i remember first i found out during the oscars that a movie of kong minari is pronounced minari so oh dang i've been saying it wrong too <laughs> i probably just said it wrong there too Me minari i think um but that movie we were like oh this is out ready to watch it let's do it and then it was only in virtual screening rooms for a while and they were sold out
2: forever Mm. so yeah that happened a lot too even no thankfully we got to watch it before the um the actual uh oscars but you know two distant strangers wasn't even available until like what two three weeks ago it was on netflix which made it really easy to watch thank goodness but yeah, I remember having interest in it, want to see it, but you know, the the distribution wasn't there yet. And and again, there's all kinds of reasons for that. I'm glad we got to check it out, but you know, a lot of cases some of these movies weren't available widely um, for people to even watch. Yeah,
0: weird here cuz in some ways things were more available than ever cuz you could get you know, you could get Nomadland, The Front Runner on Hulu, but mm-hmm. then it was really hard to find other stuff. And like if you missed it in this particular window, and I mean The Father I saw the Father through the Toronto Film Festival, I think,
1: mm.
2: um,
0: online. But I'm not really sure how you would see the Father otherwise. You'd have to. I see- looked it up,
2: and it was only available on one platform, and it was 20 bucks. And I can't remember. I don't know if it was Prime, but it was it was something that like you could easily get to. But it's not like I've never seen like you know one ad for it, even like you know yeah. a junk ad on the side somewhere. Um, you'd have to just be locked into, to like, you know, the industry to even know to look for it. You know, it's one of those things. So um, that's another reason not showing any clips during the Oscars. Really weird, guys. Please don't do that again.
0: That was bad. When they do those things that are like, one man, a journey, a time of discovery. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? Just like. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: annoying. <laughs> The dramatic like, like okay wait, wait it's like are you guys talking about the father are you talking about batman like this could be anything i don't know like I don't, is it is it is it uh is it the dude from uh godzilla versus kong the 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 conspiracy theorists trying to find out the truth like there's a go. lot of shit that could fit <laughs> yeah yeah uh, they should never do the good oh, what a what a goofball moment i mean I feel like they have a hard job so i would hate to just keep giving them shit but it's just like you know so who has they got rid of them? a host and i don't know why they did that huh
1: are oh, you talking about the people hosting
2: the oscars yeah but okay wait a minute is, is this now i can't remember was kevin hart supposed to host the oscars is that what happened and then they decided <laughs> yeah. they're not gonna have a host after this is that is was that the thing
0: i don't know why i think hostess hostless became kind of the cool trend at some point um, when, everybody, when everybody complained about every host, it's like Ricky Gervais would host. People were mad.
2: Uh, oh, Kevin but he Hart, was roasting everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know I mean not the Oscars, it? but the Golden Globes. Kevin Hart oh, yeah. almost hosted and people got mad. Um, the only people, the only people who were allowed to host for a little while was uh, Tita Jimmy Kimmel. Fanny. Oh yeah, sure. But Tina <laughs> Fan, everybody liked,
2: so that was that was okay. Uh, mm, a lot of people like it. Some people don't like it. Yeah so yeah i mean who's regina
0: king was good to open it yeah that was cool she was good but uh yeah i think they just decided and i think hostless takes some time out of it probably too
2: what you mean are we talking because of monologue or you know yeah you don't like
0: weird you don't don't have the weird like host doing sketches and stuff
2: yeah i don't even know okay so is it I can't remember like in the 90s who was hosting it because I feel like there were reasons Crystal. people felt like who was?
0: Billy Crystal, like every year. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So that, okay. that That's what I was thinking of. So I guess they feel like because of that tradition, they have to keep doing it. And then what was it like last year? They had several hosts. Is that what I'm thinking of? It was one year they just had a bunch of people just doing things. It was hostless, but they just had like a ton of people doing it. Yeah, because that was when Kevin Hart, you know, that whole thing happened. Yeah. So... I don't know what to do with that show. I mean, I'm glad it, it happens. I think it's a good benchmark to understand what was, you know, what was excellent that year, even though I don't think they always get it right, even on nominations, but um, it's a good way to get a sense of what, what movies were, were decent and we we're having more representation than before. And now that will, uh, 2021 is going to be crowded as hell. Well, 20, I should say 2022, because all these movies that didn't get released are getting released now. So maybe you were going to be released in 2021 anyway, but now you also fight movies from 20... You're fighting all the movies from 2020 also. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be packed. Yeah. It's going to be insane. We're going to have no excuses about not having shit to, to like talk about.
0: <laughs> well, and people who are like... People who just said movies are over after this year, is that really fair? Like, Is this really the year you should go by? Because 2019 was ridiculous. 2019 was such a good year. There were like it was. three different movies that could have gotten Best Picture and I would have been over the moon. I mean, people were so happy that Parasite <laughs> got it. That was great. People were so happy when Parasite got it. Parasite we like...
2: was so fantastic.
0: And then for like a year later, where's your loyalty to be like, movies are over?
2: Like, I don't know. Whatever, man. Like, I'm here for movies, period, man. Take my money. I, I, the only thing I actually really had bad to say about the Oscars, and I I love this woman to death, but Holly Bear's haircut was atrocious.
0: I missed Holly Berry's haircut.
2: Man, it was bad. She got she got got cut into a bob. It's not a good look. Or maybe it was a wig, I don't know, but it, it didn't look good.
0: I did for some reason um look back over images from John Wick three today. Okay. And goddamn, she's good in that movie.
1: I still need John to watch.
0: You haven't seen it? No. Oh my god. You gotta see John Wick three and you ought to see uh, nobody.
2: I still need to watch that. Okay, that just came out.
0: Yeah, right, yeah. I want to see Dark that. Outside, the guy who made up John Wick wrote nobody
2: too. Nobody's great. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Great. Cool. Yeah, I'll be there. Keith, any more thoughts on the Oscars as we're wrapping up? Oh nah. <laughs> I mean, like whatever Oscars. <laughs> no, I
1: really don't, you know, I don't really care for the Oscars. Either. Yeah, no, 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 no. But but it's because it, it's like one of those things It just feel it's just political. Well, that's well, why I say so, it- I don't know. So I just had this, I just had this thing where I, I kind of understand that people want to be like recognized for like the shit they do. But it just be like I don't know. I, I, I think they because I was telling Aaron. I was telling you the other day how I feel like sometimes film, you have filmmakers that's making movies just so that they can be Oscar bait. Yeah. And like, what's 100%. the, what is the, um, the authenticity of that? Right. Yeah. Well, Tim, like, let, let,
2: let, me, let me see if, what do you think of this? Cause when we talked about this, what I said in response was and I don't think this is the sole reason, but one of the reasons people make Oscar bait movies isn't necessarily only for the prestige of having won the award, but this idea that if you are nominated, even you essentially get, or especially if you win, you kind of can write your, you know, whatever you like, you really want to do, like your passion, the, the project you always wanted to do. Um, yeah. the doors open up a lot easier when you put in front of your name you know, Oscar nominator, or Oscar winner.
0: Like when Eddie Murphy made Dreamgirls so that he'd have freedom to make Norbit. No, I'm totally kidding. But he did follow up Dreamgirls with Norbit. Sorry, sorry. Great movies. <laughs> Both great movies.
2: Hey, that's a yeah, good but You're
0: right, you're right. That's definitely That definitely happens. And I think people also, especially older actors, kind of go, I'd like to close out with a big with a big award. Like, I'd like to get one more Oscar before I go.
2: Nick, Jack Nicholson won a couple of ones like I'm straight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like
0: it's kind of a Tom Brady thing where you sort of think maybe Tom Brady should retire this past year, like be a real nice bookend. Mm-hmm. Don't have to worry about this anymore. No risk of concussions. Like you kind of wonder about some of these actors. Are they still going like would they still be doing it if they'd gotten an Oscar two years ago? You know,
2: question, who has the most Oscars? Um, like, regardless of actor, director, whatever. I don't know. Hmm, I'm curious. I, don't know. I do know. know, so, okay, you know what really threw me off, what I thought was weird? So, um, speaking of records, it was another thing somebody brought up that I didn't notice, but really stuck out later. Yeah. Okay, so you look at, um, oh, my God, what's the name of the actress, the one... Um, best actress for no man land i just escaped me at the moment
0: francis mcdormand
2: thank you okay so she now has three
0: Mm -hmm.
2: very few actors have three right they didn't bring this up during the broadcast
0: hmm like they didn't really do the uh the voiceover thing this time where they told everybody's record and weight and uh why wins and losses record they should do the wins and losses
2: no, no one was look. It, no, 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 because Glenn Close is always in the room. You don't want to do losses. <laughs> you know, <don't, laughs> we love her anyway. No, no, of course. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't even make sense, like that she doesn't have one. But you yeah. know, I, I think that's the reason they don't do the losses. It'd be more fun though. It would be hilarious. But um,
0: yeah, no, I mean, I think a lot of movies get made because people want to win an oscar or like an actor will sign on to do a certain role and then executive produce and get the movie made because they want one more for their mantle that definitely happens yeah and it clutters clutters things up because you'd get these movies where you're like oh i guess i have to see that you know biography of ulysses s grant seems (laughs) pretty important
2: oh Um, here come daniel day lewis doing another lincoln movie oh god what if lincoln lived
0: well, Lincoln was kind of one of those movies where it was like, oh, this feels important. Daniel Day-Lewis, Spielberg, guess I better see it. And it's kind of a boring movie.
2: He won the uh, best actor, though. I think, did it's he? Variable. Yeah, he, he won for that movie, yeah. Yeah. Damn, y'all both sound so despondent about it.
0: Like, <laughs> I, I went into Lincoln like, ready to cry for two hours. Let's do this. And then I was like, <laughs> this is, it's this movie? This, about, like how you get a, how a bill becomes a law?
1: All right. <laughs> I mean, we learned that shit in schoolhouse rock. We had to watch this long three hour dry ass movie. Oh my god. Um, I mean, like, that's,
2: that's definitely whatever. I mean, they, they could have gone so many more dramatic ways, and you know, that had to be the way it's just you know. That's another thing
0: of like where Hollywood could have gone real political and real dramatic and didn't. There it's like,
2: no, let's be
0: restrained.
2: It's like, let's make Amistad about how they were trying to draft the bill, but they just couldn't get the ink right.
0: Yeah, yeah. But the process of ink making.
2: Yeah. And then oh, and also, you know, the oars are broken on the boat. Let's <laughs> let's talk about that. What are these? Are these made of birch? What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, thank goodness I'm starting to do that. That's a great movie. Um <laughs> shoot. Okay, I'm I, I'm I'm done on Oscar stuff. I don't know if y'all got anything left. <laughs> No,
1: Keith wants to jump out a window right now. <laughs> oh no, it's a um, we got a tornado I, coming. I,
2: I, I can't wait till somebody like, like ten years from now finds this episode and like, Oscar nominated Keith Denny really I know. the Oscars. <laughs> and then the, and they're like Keith Denny, star.
0: Oh well, very well, Mister Denny. I guess you wouldn't be getting any votes.
1: <laughs> I always imagine if I I I guess I never even had the mindset of like. That's not even a, a life goal of mine. I
2: but, mean, but, if you,
1: but if you ask my girlfriend, hell yeah, she want to win. But all. see, it, it ain't on your mind until it <laughs>
2: happened, right? And then it's like, ah, oh, shit, well, you know, we in here. I mean, I know Ryan Coogler used to talk about that, too, how, like, you know, people start handing him all these accolades for winning stuff, well, for making these movies. he's like, damn, I wasn't even like... <laughs> you, you know, that wasn't like... in the, When he was doing his vision for his career, Just that was not exactly what he had in mind, but...
1: You know, yeah.
2: So much of it is like I just want like a movie made.
1: Yeah, yeah. you just want to get a movie made. Sometimes you can't, you can't not make a movie. Yeah, that's how I always be looking at it. I don't know, I don't know how other people do with certain stuff, but it's like, it if if I have an idea, it's gonna keep on me until I put it out some type of way. It could just be writing a script. And putting this shit in the drawer but it can't just be in my head all the damn time you know it has eventually come out that's why i don't know how I, I just don't agree with it just making something just to make something just to you know get an award for something and i know a lot of people that do it i don't, I don't knock them it, but it's like i think that defeats the purpose of becoming an artist in the first place now, unless you just Oh, to producer. do something for the accolades. Right. Now, if you're just a producer and you just in it for the money and the accolades, that's that's cool. That's all good. But I don't I don't see how the same thing transitions for like a, a director who actually has a vision and actually has a story that they want to tell. You know what I'm saying? Or they just fucking love movies. I yeah. mean, one thing about Tarantino, people can say whatever the fuck they want to say about Tarantino, but this dude loves movies. Yep. He loves him so much that I feel like he probably could not not make a movie, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't think he made death proof, like, I'm definitely gonna win an Oscar for this.
1: No, he <laughs> I, I'm sure he didn't make anything thinking I'm definitely gonna win an Oscar for this. Yeah. Did Pulp Fiction get nominated for stuff? I don't remember.
2: Yeah, I think cool. it was
1: like best screenplay. Usually, mm-hmm. when he comes out of a film that year, it always is in some type of way might be not at least nominated for best screenplay. Mm-hmm. And I, I just true. I just think I appreciate that more. I appreciate I appreciate Scorsese. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate, you know, just people who, or even what you said about Ryan Coogler, people that just do it for the sake of doing it because they got a story to tell. Yeah. Or, you know, or like I, I remember hearing Clint Eastwood said that um, you know, he'll make something just because he hasn't seen it before. Mm. You know. Just because yeah. you know that that's a, that's a story that he wants to see and he just hasn't seen it, you know. So,
2: yeah, no, I mean, anyway, it, it,
1: anyway, I gotta go because I think it's a tornado coming through here. Oh, well, I, yeah, that's why I had to move to the kitchen. So. Oh, yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I saw the lightning, but yeah, uh, let's go and let you skedaddle so you can uh go in just, your storm so I could
1: be aware and I, you know, see, see what's going it's on, safe. but anyway. <laughs>
2: all right well um if you made it this far know that we are braving tornadoes for you to make content so uh we'll skip the normal for now um uh, formalities as we end um definitely follow us look for us next week and we'll highlight y'all in the next one
0: check out dan delgado's latest episode of the industry podcast it's really oh, good Lee. it's fucking amazing
1: oh yeah it is good it's great I love it. <laughs> all right, peace out y'all Peace. All right. peace.